Good morning. Today's daf is daf Yezayin, 17. Begin by thanking the sponsors of the daf, Talmud Torah sponsors of the month, Shmuel Malka Estrasid, memory of their parents, and commemoration of their yard sites, Yitzchak Leib, Ben Aaron Akayin, Sarah Bas Baruch Avram, Hinda Bas in honor of the Rav, for all he does for our Kehillah and the community, the Shama should have an Aliyah, the family should have an Achama. And also a thank you to the sponsor, Bill Eskin, in honor of Chaim Rothschild. We're going to begin on the top of Dafi Yudayim and Aleph at the two dots. And the Gemara over here is paraphrasing what it says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah went through the various different tefillahs, the added, the added brachos to the davening that they did on these various different tanesim that were added. And the Gemara writes, Allah Rishona, who Omer Misha Ana es Avraham. So the Gemara says, Tana, Yeshmach Lifin Tsaaka le Eliyahu, Utfila le Shmuel. In other words, if you were to go back to the Mishnah on Dav Tesvav Ahmed Aleph, the Gemara goes through Avram, and we have Misha and Sabosenu, and you have Zohar and Ashka, you have Goel Yisrael. Misha Anna Esavosenu in Zohar Neshkachos goes to Yoshua by Gilgal and says Shomea Trua by Shmuel it says Shomea Tzaka and by Elio it says Shomea Tefila. In other words, the ending of the added bracha is different for the different people who are being mentioned. So the Gemara says that while in the Mishnah it says when it came to Eliyahu. If you look back at the Mishnah, you'll see when it comes to Elio, it says Shomea Tefillah. And when you look to Shmuel in the Mishnah, you'll see that it says Shomea Tsa'aka. So Tefillah and Tsa'aka. So says the Gemara, Tani Yishmach Lifin Tsa'aka Eliyahu Utfilah Some switch it and do Tsa'aka for Elio and Tefillah for Shmuel. So the Gemara wants to know what's the, where do we get this from? Bishlama, Gabi Shmuel, Ksiv Beit Ksiv Beit Tsa'aka. When it came to Shmuel, it said both. Doesn't say the word Tsa'aka anywhere with regard to the Tfilos of Elio. Elio is referring to the story of Elio Bahar Carmel. And we don't find anywhere where Elio was davening and he, he used the word of Tsa'aka. Now it's very interesting, there's many different Lashonos of Tfilah that we use. The Shemeshem Pinkus has a fascinating Sefer. Sha'arim B'Tfilah, and he goes through the various different types of Tfilah, Shavach, Hodah, and he goes through all the different types of the Tzaliyah, all the different terms that are used to refer to davening, and each one is very specific. So the Gemara wants to know, we don't find anywhere where the term Tza'aka is used with regard to Elio. So the Gemara says, Aneini Hashem Aneini, when Elio is davening, that ultimately his, his, his carbon should be accepted, he said, Aneni Hashem Aneni. He repeated the word Aneni a second time. The Gemara says that is a Lashon of Tsa'aka. That makes when you repeat a word, it's a Lashon of Tsa'aka of crying out. I just think it's important to point out here for a minute that we see here that the Gemara is spending time trying to figure out is Tsa'aka the right word or is Tefillah the right word? When we end off the Bracha, in other words, what's the difference? Why are we so concerned about what the end of the Bracha is? I think it's important to note what it says in, in, in Shulchan Aruch, actually in the Mishnah Burah. Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuf Aleph, the title of the Simon is 
Shitzarach Lachavim Bachol Abrachos, Vishiyachol Lehispalo Bachol Lasha. Person should have Kavana with all the Brachos, and a person's allowed to dive into Hashem in any language. And that's what it says in Shacharach. It says in Sif Dalid, Yachol Lispalo Bachol Lashon Shiyirts. A person can dive in any language that he wants. And then we're, and the, the Shulchan Aruch goes through a bunch of different opinions, whether it's talking about a, even a Yachid, or it's talking about a Tzibor. Ultimately, the Mishnah Brewer writes that a person is better off davening in Lashon HaKodesh. I'm going to read you the, what the Bir Halacha writes here, Simen Kofalaf. He writes, V'chazal amr b'lashon HaKodesh nivra olam, d'chsiv lezos yikari isha, kemi ishlu kachazos. And he goes on to say, Is previously Vatam Kiloshana Kodesh Yeshlos Segulos Rabos Mikolashanos. A person who Davins Loshana Kodesh, there's a lot of Segulos built into the actual words of the Davening. It's the language that Kadosh Baruch uses to Daven with the Neviim. Kemashikasa Ramban, he goes on to a whole explanation about the the value of Davening in Lashana Kodesh. And I should just point out, I always tell people. When we, I talk to people, to people about tefillah, that a person should find a place in their davening to talk to Hashem in English. Because you understand it, it comes from your heart, you could simply just talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about your day. You could end off at some point in Yishmon Esrei, or a specific bracha where it's relevant to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about your day, and just add something in, and talk about either thank you for this, or please can you help me with that. But even for somebody who has a difficult time necessarily relating with the actual words of the davening, read the actual words of davening, because we see, and specifically in this Gemara, the Gemara is figuring out, should we use the word se'aka, or should we use the word tefillah, it's because it makes a difference, and it's more relevant, and we're using Eliyahu Navi, we're using Shmuel, we're talking about all these previous Nevi'im, who we're relying on for their schos for our tefillahs, and the Gemara wants to know, is it more appropriate to the word, use the word se'aka or the word tefillah? We see how careful Chazal were when they worked out the Lashonos of our davening to make sure that it has the, the, the best framework to be niskabbled by Hashem. So we don't want to ever jeopardize that ability to be able to use Lashon HaKodesh to be able to tap in to those kavanas that Chazal had when they taught us how to, how, to, how to daven. So even if we don't necessarily relate with it, don't necessarily understand it, what the Mishabura here and B'Arlach is teaching us from the Ramban is that there's so much within those words that actually help our tefillahs go up to the place where they're supposed to be. It doesn't mean you shouldn't add in words from your own heart, but of course you should. And this Gemara again specifies to us whether or not that Lashon of Tz'aka or that Lashon of Tefillah, literally the last word in the Bracha, which word is better it highlights how careful Chazal were in coining the words of the brachos. The Mishnah continues. So again, on the added sixth bracha, it says Misha Anas Yona. On the seventh bracha, it says Misha Anas David. The Gemara says, Historically, Yona lived after David and Shlomo. So why are we giving him a bracha beforehand? So my time of liberation. Why are we making his bracha first? We wanted to end off the bracha with Merachim Allah Aretz. And Rashi says over here, you can see, 
the boy lamechta and the sof kol abrachos at the end. We wanted to end off baruch merachim al aretz ulahachi boy baaisa chasima davar shlomo. We needed davar shlomo to be within that bracha. Why shehein hispalu al aretz yisrael? Number one, they daven for aretz yisrael. Number two, inami mishum deinu tikkun beis hamikdash to ikar haaretz. They were the ones who actually did the work to prepare the building of the Beis HaMikdash. Again, all these fast days had to do with the land of Eretz Yisrael. If we're going to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're requesting for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us for the land of Eretz Yisrael, we want to end off with David and Shlomo because they were so fundamental and they played such a crucial role in building what is the most important part of Eretz Yisrael, which was the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore we went out of historical order in order to get them in. So like this, we can end off with Merachim al-Aretz. Tan Mishum Sumchas, we learned in the name of Sumchas, Mishum Sumchas Amru, in the name of Sumchas, they said that the last bracha was not Merachim al-Aretz, rather it was Baruch Mashbil Haramim. The, the bracha was Mashbil Haramim, HaKadosh Baruch who brings down very lofty and high people. So Rashi says over here, Mashbil Haramim, Hayu Omru B'makum Baruch Merachim, Shehechniyam B'matar Shashava B'tshuva. We wanted people to end off realizing that sometimes something so basic like rain, which you take for granted, this has literally, literally changed the lives of all of Israel. They're having so many fast days and so many different tefillahs. Why? Because of rain. In other words, all these people who were so high up there, ultimately they were brought down. They came down a little bit from where they were because of, because of the rain. So we say, Baruch Mashbel Haramim. Now why exactly this is such a wonderful thing to end off with? The Rishonim talk about it. But I, I think the, the simple understanding is that the whole point of when a Kaddish Baruch Hu does anything to Klai Yisrael, to cause us to come to extra fast days or to extra tefillos, is sometimes we have to get down a little bit. We have to recognize we're not the ones who run the world. Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. And sometimes when it comes to things that we expect to be such a crucial part of our life, we expect them to always be there, and something like rain, which we just need for our survival, that has the ability to be able to bring us down a little bit. And that's such an important thing to end off with. Because at the end of the day, after all the tefillos, if you don't take anything from it, at least you'll remember, Mashbil Haramim, that look, we were all high up there, we felt so good about ourselves, but we realized something so simple like this can happen to change us. And that's an important lesson to take away with it. Tan Rabbanan, Amru Anshi Mishmar, I'm sorry, just go back. So the Mishnah told us in the, fir- in the first three fasts, the Anshei Mishmar would fast, they would not finish this. The Gemara goes on, the Gemara is really focusing on the later line of the Mishnah. This is really a side point in the Mishnah. That again, you have the Anshei Mishmar were the people who were called to that shift of that week. They weren't necessarily all on duty the entire week, but they were part of the shift who was there that week. And then the Bati Avos were those who were actually within that family that were working that day. So the Halacha is, Anshei Mishmar mutaran lishtos yayin balelos, avalobayam. The Anshei Mishmar could drink wine at night, but not during the day. Why? Because we're concerned, maybe there'll be too much work for that group to take care of. And they'll be called in as backup to be there 
to serve as the back of Kohanim who are going to have to work. Now, a, a, a Kohen who drank, drank wine, who's drunk, is not allowed to do avoda. So they always have to be in tip-top shape just in case they get called in. So they're there that week, and their group is going to be serving that week, even though they know it's not their day, but they can't drink wine during the day because it could be that they'll get an emergency phone call and say, listen, we have very high volume here in the base of Mikdash, and our group was not properly prepared to deal with all the people who are here, all the kavanas, all the avodah that has to be done, and therefore we need to call in some backup and then to say, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm not available to come. I just had a, a drink of wine. So therefore we say they can't drink during the day. They have to be prepared to go in. Why is it that the people of the base Av can't drink during the day or at night? Why? Because they're always busy. In other words, they have to always be available, even if it's a slow day in the base of Mikdash, and they're kind of relaxing and waiting for, for some people to come in. Nevertheless, they can't drink because at any moment's notice, they have to be available to be able to do Avoda, and if they're going to be intoxicated, they won't be able to do the Avoda. The Gemara says, If there's a Kohen, even Bismanazer, she says, even Bismanazer, if the Kohen knows which Mishmeres he was part of, and not only that, they also knew which day from that Mishmeres they were part of. Mishmeres Beis Av Shalom, V'yodea Shabbat Avos Kavuim, we also know that their family was Kavua. Rashi has two different understandings of what this means. Either it means that they, they simply know that they had a Kavua date. It's possible that not every family had a Kavua date. There are some families that they knew this was our date, our week to be there, so it has to be, they know which Mishmaris they're from, they have to also know which day in the week they served as part of their family, and on top of that, they have to know that their family actually had a Kavua day. Halacha is, That day they can't drink wine. Why? Because Beis HaMikdash can be built any day. So if they're going to drink wine on their day, what happens if Beis HaMikdash is built today? They're going to be drunk. Won't be able to pull up and do their work. The Gemara continues. The Makim Mishmarto, they recognize which Mishmaris they are part of. The Ain Makim Mishmaris Beisav, so they know which family, so which week they're serving, but not which day. So what's the halacha? The Odeah Shabbat Elvis Kavuim, they know that they had a set time. Halacha is Kavuim Sham, Asr Lishtos Yain Kolosso Shabbos. They can't drink wine that whole week. It's very difficult, but one week a year, these Kohanim are going to have to just put down the alcohol. Put down the wine. No drinking that week because Merz Hashem of Meher of Yemenia, the Besmikdash is going to be built. And if it's built during that time, what's going to happen if you're called to duty that day and you're drunk? What a shame. and What a waste. So therefore, they're not, not able to drink, they're not able to drink wine that whole week. Eino makim mishmarto umishmeres beisav shalom. She doesn't know which mishmeres she's part of or which family. V'yodeh shabbat yavos kivu and sham. But they do know that they, they have historically in their family that they had a kavua date. What's the halacha? They can never drink wine. Because the Pesach might be built, and if it's built, they'll, who knows when their date is. That's right. So, so, yeah. They can't drink wine the whole year. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, Omer Ani, I say, 
Aser lishtos yain laolam. They can't drink, uh, skip the line. They can't drink wine, wine ever. Avomasa. What am I supposed to do? Shetakanaso kel kalaso. In other words, being, pre- preparing themselves to be able to be ready to do avoda is actually the kilkel. Why? Because Rashi explains that the base mikdash has not been built in a very long time. If you look, takanaso kalkalaso. So there is a bit of a change of the of the words, but at the end of Rashi, Rabbi Omer he says shetakanaso kalkalaso. In other words, that ultimately the fact that Mitzvah was not built in a long time, it's a, it's a huge kilkel that it's not here, but the bottom line is that actually allowed the Kohanim to drink, to drink wine because we're not, going, we're not necessarily choshes that's going to be built today. In other words, it's a very sad thing, but I, my, my understanding of this is, is that it's exer she'en rovet you can't make a gazera that people are just not going to be able to hold on to. There always needs to be some type of end to a gazera. If you're just going to say, again, every single day, we're waiting for the, for the Binyan Beis Mikdash every single day of our lives, but again, you go to a group of people and tell them, it's going to be grape juice from now on, no more Kiddush, it's going to be a very difficult thing, and it's, they're not, just not going to be able to hold on to it, and therefore they're not going to be able to, not going to, not going to listen. So therefore, to be choshesh, that the base mitzvah should be built, and therefore to tell Kohanim, they can't drink, that's something Chazal did not do. That's the way I'm understanding this Rashi, and this, this, line, of, this line of Rebbe, that he ultimately allowed them to drink, just because it was not built yet. Mimora asks, Amr Keman Shasua Idna, according to whom are they drinking today, because we don't know, most Kohanim, as far as I'm aware, don't know when they're supposed to be serving, so they wouldn't be able to drink. Kahani, Kaman Shasu Haidna, Kahani Kahani Chamra. How are the Kohanim drinking wine today? Karebi, they're relying on Rebbe. Ultimately, Kohanim today who drink wine it's because they rely on Rebbe. The Gemara continues. Anchi Mishmar Anchi Maimen Asrum Lusapra Lachabes Bechamishi Mutarin Bechamishi Mutarin Bechamishi Mutarin In other words, the Anchi Mishmar. Those who are serving that week, it is asor le saper They can't wash the laundry or take a haircut. Bechamishi on the Thursday beforehand, mutarim ne kavod shabbos. On the Thursday they could because of kavod shabbos. Gemara asks my time. Why can't they wash? Why can't they take a haircut? Why can't they wash the laundry? I'm a rabbi barachanon biachanon kadesh leikonsul nishmarta kishemenu This is a concept we actually see on cholamoyed as well is that we want people to make proper preparations in advance. And therefore we tell them, don't wait until the last possible minute to take a haircut or the last possible minute to wash your clothing. So you tell them, this whole week, you're going to have to refrain from washing laundry and taking a haircut. So therefore they say, you know what? If I'm going to have to take a break for a whole week, you line up and get a haircut before, beforehand to make sure that you're going to look proper. In other words, the whole idea is that they should walk into their mishmar. They're going with their, it's their one week, perhaps their one day that they're going to serve in the base of Mikdash. We want them to come in looking all proper and, and properly groomed. And therefore, we tell them to take care of that in advance. Don't do it during the week. Now, the Gemara goes on, a bit of a tangent of here, talking about the halachas of, of haircuts. Tana Banan, Melech Mestaper Bechayom, King, takes a haircut every single day. Kohen Gadol, Me'er Shavos, Me'er Shavos, Kohen Gadol takes a haircut once a week. 
on Erev Shabbos. Kohen Hedyet, a regular Kohen, simple Kohen, Achas L'Shoshim Yom, he takes the haircut once every 30 days. Now the Gemara goes back. Malach Mustafa B'chal Yom Aitaima, why does the king take a haircut every single day? Amr Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda, Amar Kra, Melech B'yofyo Techezena Inecha. A Melech is representing all the people, has to always look proper. So therefore, he takes a haircut every day. I don't know that there was much to cut every single day. But again, if you cut the hair every single day, you never have that day when the hair looks overgrown. And therefore, the coin takes a haircut every single day. He's the melech. He's representative of, of all Klai Yisrael. And there, therefore, he always has to look proper. Kohen Gadol, Mayor of Shabbos, the Arab Shabbos, my time. Why does Kohen Gadol have to take a haircut every year of Shabbos? Amr Shmuel Bar Yitzchak says, Hail Mishmaros Mishachos. Because every single week, as we explained, you have a new Mishmah who comes in. And therefore, it's proper that when they come in to see the Kohen Gadol, he should look proper. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says the Mishmaros Mishachos Bechol Shabbos Bechabbos, U Mishmara Shalora Asahu Ad Achshav, a new group that comes in, who's not seen up until now, U Balar Oso, they come to see him, Hadavar Na'ah Shetir Eu Beyofyo. Imagine the, the new group of Kohanim come in, and they see the Kohen Gadol, and he doesn't look appropriate, he doesn't look good, he doesn't have a haircut, he's looking a little bit sloppy. So therefore, we want that every time when a new group comes in, the Kohen Gadol looks perfectly, perfectly groomed. Kohen Hedyet, Achas Hashoshim Yom, Kohen Hedyet takes a haircut once every 30 days. Minalan, where do you know this from? Asya Pera, Pera Minazer. We learned the word Gzerah Shav, it says Pera by a Nazir, as well as it says by a Kohen. We're... Their heads, this is talking about a Nazir, where they should not shave their heads, they should not cut their long hair. It says here by Kohen, Kodesh, Kadosh, Ye, Gadal, Para, Sar, Rosho. Malalan, Shloshim, Afkan, Shloshim. Here the Pasuk also says that Kodosh, Ye, and Gadal, Paras Arosho, and it says para in both places, Malahalon, Shloshim Yom, just like by Nazir, it's for 30 days, so to here, the opposite, he should take a haircut every 30 days. The Nazir Gufemi Nalon, Nazir, it's himself, it doesn't say anywhere in the Pasuk anything about 30 days, so where do we know that a Nazir can't take a haircut for 30 days? Amar of Masna Stam Nazirus, Shloshim Yom. Stam Nazir is for 30 days. Mara says, thank you very much, but Minalon. Where do we know this from? In other words, we understand that a Nazir is for 30 days. We know that a Stam Nazir is for 30 days. But where do you know that from? So here the Gemara gives a very interesting answer. I can't say that I know, that I know all of Shas, but I'm not familiar with that many Gemaras that actually gives an answer like this. The Gemara says, Amar Kra, Yiyya. The word over there is Yiyya. If you have the Pasuk on the side... You'll see, it's the, the, the last Pasuk on the page. It, it says, Kadosh Yia Gadel Parasa It says the word Yia, Bigamatria Tlusen. The word Yia has the numeric value of 30. Yud is 10, Hey is 5, Yud is 10, Hey is 5. So 10 plus 10 plus 5 plus 5 is 30. So the Gemara says, we learned from the word Yia that. It is, Astam Nazar is for 30 days. It's a very interesting answer. It's not the Balaturim, it's the Gemara. And the Gemara is actually teaching us a halacha, a real halacha from a gematria.
So yeah, big matriot lesson heavy. Amra papa la baya. Maybe we're learning the other way around. Maybe he can't actually grow it at all. So who says that it, that it can be once every 30 days? Maybe he can't grow it at all. If it would say you should not allow the para to grow, then yes, you'd be right. You can't grow it at all. You should not allow the para to grow long. So para lahavi shluchi hud lo delalishlechu. In other words, he's allowed to have hair, but he can't grow it out. So a coin takes a haircut once every thirty days. Mm-hmm. Why is it not true now? So Gemara says dumei d'shtuyayin. The same thing as shtuyayin. In other words, the, the question is maybe now also the kohanim should have to make sure that they cut their hair exactly on schedule. It's only a problem when they're actually on duty to go to work. The same thing is true here when they're not actually working the base of Mikdash, because you don't have a base of Mikdash, then he doesn't have to worry about it. But Tanya Rabbi Omer, we learned before, Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani, Kohanim, Asrum, Lishtas, Yain, Lolam. Kohanim can't drink wine ever. And Rabbiah said, in other words, we're quoting Rebbe, who says that he was the one who really, in other words, from a real technical point of view, Kohanim can't drink wine ever. But according to him, he was the only one who said they're allowed to drink wine because, in other words, Takanasa Kokolasa, as we said, the Artakana came from the fact that we have a Kilko that there's no base of Mikdash. It's Karebi. Michlal Asri, it's going to be Asr. In other words, the Gemara is saying very nice that we ultimately allowed Kohanim to drink wine nowadays. Why do we allow them to drink wine? Rely on Rebbe. But does that mean that there's no Rabbanon? The Gemara is saying, according to the Rabbanon, who disagree with Rebbe, the Rabbanon would be of the opinion that Kohanim cannot drink wine nowadays. So if that's the case, if Kohanim cannot drink wine nowadays, they should, not, they should also be forced to follow the schedule. Make sure they're always taking haircuts every 30 days. So my time up. Meheri Yibana Beis Immediately, very quickly, Beis HaMikdash will, be will be built. Ubi'inon Kohen Haroi Lavoda. We need to have a Kohen who's Roy for Avoda. Otherwise, the Kohen needs to be ready, properly prepared, on the spot, ready to go. Velaka, we won't have it. In other words, according to the Rabbanan, the Gemara is ultimately asking, why don't we force the Kohanim to follow their schedule? The Gemara gives a simple answer. How long does it take to take a haircut? Mashiach comes, quickly just pull out the haircut machine and get a haircut. Maybe you won't get the nicest one if you're in a big rush, but you'll get to do Avod in the Beis HaMikdash. Just take a haircut. Gemara says, If so, Someone who drank wine also. There's also a way to get out of it. Efsher, Degani Porta. Va'ayel, you can take a little bit of a nap. Then you take a little nap and it'll be fine. Because the Rami Bar'aba, like Rami Bar'aba told us, Amar Rami Bar'aba, Derech Mil V'Sheina, person walks a mill, which is approximately 18 minute walk, not that long. V'Sheina, and a little bit of sleep. V'Sheina Kol Shehu, and a little bit of sleep. Mefigin Esayayin. Ultimately, it dilutes the ability of the wines, the wines' ability to, to intoxicate you. Where it says, Lav Mit, Lav Mit, Mar'Allah. Have we not said about that? Amar of Nachman, Amar of Baravua, Lo Shanu Elak Shishas Shir Raviyas. That only works to take a little nap and take a little walk 
if all you drank was Revius, which is somewhere between three and five ounces. Person drank more than a Revius. We're talking about a guy who had a nice drink of wine. It's the other way around. Walking around actually makes the wine, I guess, circulate a little bit more. And therefore makes him, it has a, a stronger effect. The Shena and sleep in Shakraso, a little short nap actually makes him more inebriated. In other words, it doesn't always work. The, the problem with a Kohen doing Avodah is if he drank more than Revias. If he drank more than Revias, so then this solution is not going to work. So in other words, the bottom line is that when it comes to taking a haircut, we have a simple solution. Take out a scissors and get a haircut. When it comes to someone who drank wine, we don't always have an immediate solution to fix their wine problem to be able to prepare them to be ready to do a photo. And therefore, that's why we're much more careful about Kohanim not drinking wine at a time that they're supposed to be serving than not having a haircut. But ultimately, it's just worthwhile pointing out, we see how this whole Gemara is going out of its way to tell Kohanim to get ready. They have to be ready. So now ultimately, we, we couldn't say Kohanim can't drink wine forever. But the Chavetz Chaim, he would, he would give Musar all the time to Kohanim. He wrote a Sefer, Likuti Halachas, it's the Likuti Halachas, which is written on, on Seder Kachim, and he, he did so much in his life to prepare, to, let, to make sure people are aware of all the Halachas. And he used to encourage people to learn Kachim, he would encourage Kohanim specifically. He would say to them, listen, you have a job waiting for you. You can't just be ignorant, you're going to pull up there, you have no idea what to do. So on, the, on a very basic level, even if we won't tell Kohanim that they can't drink wine, even if we don't tell Kohanim they have to follow a very strict schedule of when to get haircuts, I'm not a Kohen, but I still think it's very important for people, for the Kohanim amongst us that we should have a Seder Kachim for the Kohanim over here to be prepared because Mehera, Yibana Beis Mikdash, and we're going to need our Kohanim, our representatives of our shul, to be ready to go. Another answer the Gemara gives as to why, it comes to, when it comes to taking a haircut, we're not makbed now to make sure that the Kohanim have their haircuts in time. If a Kohen does avoda while he is under the influence, the avoda is puzzle. It's done. Travashi says there's a, a huge fundamental difference between the two of them. Of course, we don't want a Kohen showing up to work with long hair. But it's not ma'akeh. It's not going to make the avodah as possible. But a Kohen shows up drunk. Now, the, the avodah is possible. So there's a huge difference. And that's why we can allow Kohanim to be on a different schedule of getting a haircut, but we could be more ma'akeh about, about drinking one. Mara says, basically, the Elo Shehain Bemisa, the following are punishable by Misa. Shetuya Yayin, the Pruei Rosh. So we see that Shetuya Yayin is included, Shetuya Yayin, as well as Pruei Rosh, are included. Bishlom Bishetuya Yayin Behediksiv. The Gemara wants to know where do we know this from? Shetuya Yayin Behediksiv, boom. It says in the Pasuk, Yayin Beshechar al Teisht. It's interesting, the Gemara brings the Pasuk of Yayin Beshechar al Teisht, but doesn't actually bring the words in the Pasuk that are relevant here, if you have a Gemara that has the Pasuk on the side, see it's the first Pasuk in the Torah R, and it says, Yayim v'sheicha al-teisht, ata uvanecha itach bivo achem al-o-amoid, v'lo samusu. It says, clearly, if you follow this, 
you don't drink wine, then velo samusu. Clearly, it indicates that it's punishable by misa for somebody who comes, who a kohen shows up drunk to work. This is actually a Pasuk in Yecheskel, but in the Pasuk in Yecheskel, it actually has both. It has, it has, as well as, So the Gemara says, Pru'e Rosh and Shtu'e Yayin are both written in the same Pasuk. Just like a coin who shows up to do avoda under the influence of alcohol is bemisa. Af rosh, the coin who does not have a proper haircut shows up to work is bemisa. Gemara says umina. What do you know that from? Imash tu yayin avoda. How could you make such a hackish? Shtu yayin is mechali avoda. It ruins the avoda. Af rosh mechali avoda. Sorry, no. Gemara is not. That's not the Gemara's question. Gemara's question is: Maybe we should say that it also is mechal the avoda. No, maybe, maybe we should say that both mechal the avoda. Gemara says low. Now, now I have to point out that the Bach takes out this line over here in the parentheses over here. I'm not sure why. I, he wants to just replace it with the kasha to say maybe we should indeed learn that pruy rosh should be mechal the avoda. But again, I think the Gemara reads very nicely by saying, Lo ki iskish iskish, lo iskish. The hekish only goes so far as to say that there's Misa, but not to say that the Avodah is going to be possible. Amalei Revin Ravashi, This halacha came before Yecheskel. In other words, the Gemara is asking just a basic fundamental question. When it comes to a hekish that we find, in Devri Kabbalah, which is outside of the Torah. In other words, this is in Nach, this is in the Nevi'im. So this halacha was true before Yechezkel came around. So if this halacha was true before Yechezkel came around, how do we learn the halacha from a hekesh in Yechezkel? Halacha was, was, the halacha predates Yechezkel. Saman Amra. Amr Lutamei There's another halacha with regard to Rav Chista. Dover Zemi Torah Moshe Lo and what's he talking about? He's talking about the halacha that an arel, someone who does not coin without a brismila, cannot come to the base of Mikdash. So, before Yechezkel came around, who said that halacha? This was the halacha that they had learned all the way from back from Eshur Abenu. And Yechezkel came and he actually wrote it in a way where it can be placed into a Pasuk. The Gemara taught it to us with this halacha we know from, from Moshe at Sinai, but he actually put it into a Pasuk. It's very interesting. This is an important line to, to understand. That it comes from the Gemara. The Ritva, Meseches Rosh Hashanah, is a very famous Ritva. He talks about it in a Smachta. We find throughout the Torah, the, throughout the Gemara, the Gemara uses the term Asmachta Ba'amahu. It's an Asmachta. And not referring to a asmachta with regard to the halachas of Chosh Mishpat. An asmachta means that the pasuk is an asmachta. We learn it from a pasuk. And the Ritva writes, lest you think that we just shoved anything we want into any pasuk, even though it's not the original intent of the pasuk. Anytime we have an asmachta, it works like this. The halacha was taught to us from Meish Rabbeinu. We know the halacha to be true. Kadosh Baruch Hu taught it to us. It's like any other din midei raisa, he writes. But Kadosh Baruch Hu left room 
for Chazal to be able to put it into a Pasuk. And here we have, where Yechezkel actually incorporated the words into a Pasuk, but again, it's no less a Halacha than anything else. The Mishnah goes on and continues, Megillah's Tainus was a Megillah, a Sefer that was written and had all the days that had, we shouldn't have, they're really different, Yom Tovim, different celebrations, so they weren't actually established as a Yom Tov and Klai Yisrael. Nevertheless, these were days that they did not establish fast days on those days. And then we see also that they didn't give a spade. Tanah these are days you can't fast on. Some of them also, you, you do not give a hasp, you do not eulogize in those days. What are these? From Rosh Chodesh Nisan, until the eighth day of it. Why? Because itukam, to me, the Rashi explains that the tzedukim, they dashed from the passage of Karbani Lachmili Ishai, that a carbon tomid came from private funds of Yechidim. But really, we know that Allah is supposed to come from the communal funds. The tzedukim insisted it comes from Yechidim. But ultimately, we were able to be menatzeach, to win over them with the argument as the Pasuk goes on later on, and it says, in the Lashen Rabbim, so they ultimately they gave it. If you see Rashi, in Meresh Yach Denisa, and he says, Shahayu Tzedukim Omrim, Yachid Misnadev Umevi Tamid, my Darash, what do they Darshin? Esakeves Echo Tasa Baboker, Esakeves Asheni Tasa Bin Aboker, Maya Hadrule, Es Karbani Lachmili Ishai Tishmiru Lahakriv. So they read the Pasuk further and they ultimately disproved the argument of the Tzedukim, and therefore the Lol Misbid Bahon, we don't say Esvedim, Mitamnebe from the eighth day, Ad Sof Moadot, till the end of Pesach. What happened then? Itosav Chaga de Shavua. They were able to argue down the argument of, of Shavuos. We know that Tzedukim wanted to insist that Shavuos should always be on a Sunday. Now, we know that even though it says Mimachar HaShabbos, it doesn't mean Mimachar HaShabbos in the literal sense, which means Sunday. It's the day after the beginning of Yom Tif. So, Delo Mitzvah Bahon, Amar Mar, Meresh Yarcha de Nisan, Ad Tamanyabe itukum to me the low misbud lomali lomali the low misbud home the low misbud they should not say espadin so lomali why do we have to say that Allah that they should not say espadin then mereish yarcha sorry lomali mereish yarcha lemamitrebenisan why do you have to talk about the first day of chodesh nisan why don't we just talk about the second day because rish chodesh gufei yamtefu rish chodesh already is a yamtef. In other words, you don't have to include that. It's already Rosh Chodesh. V'asr, and it's already Asr to fast on that day and to give us Beidim. We have to include it because the halacha is we always include the day beforehand. So we have to include it to make Erev Rosh Chodesh also a day that we're not going to fast. Why don't we just say it's the day before Rosh Chodesh? Where it says Rosh Chodesh do raisahu Rosh Chodesh is a is, is Doraisa. Now it's interesting to point out, yes, of course, the concept of Rosh Chodesh is Doraisa. It's not a hundred percent clear that the Isra to fast or the Isra to say a spadim is, is Midoraisa. Just throw that in parenthetically. The Gemara ultimately is saying that Rosh Chodesh is a Doraisa concept. And therefore it doesn't need Chizik. 
And this is a this is a concept we find in many different places when it comes to Yisurim Do Raisa that they we we ultimately don't need to have that much chizuk. When it comes to a a din derabanan, we have to sometimes actually add some chizuk to it. The raisa loy by chizuk. The tanya for we said we, we learned to the raisa hayamim ha'elak suvim megillas tainus lefneim ulachreim asurim. These days that are written in megillas tainus, the day before and afterwards are asur. Shabbosus yomim tovim hein asurin. Those days actually are asur. However, lefneim ulachreim mutarim before and afterwards are going to be mutar. Mahefesh beinzel is that? What's the difference? Why is it that the days of megillas tainus? Have the dates before and afterwards, which are also, but not when it comes to Shabbos and Yom Tif. Why? Because halalu divrei Torah, divrei Torah ain't shrichin chizuk. Which things which are midaraisa, people understand understand the importance of those days. Therefore, we don't need to enforce them the day beforehand and the day afterwards. Halalu divrei sofrim. These days are divrei sofrim, divrei sofrim shrichin chizuk, divrei sofrim need to have chizuk. We'll stop here. But I, I think it's just important to point out today's Hanukkah. And in Hanukkah, obviously, is a, is a Yom Tov, which is Medivir Sofrim. And Baruch Hashem, we don't need so much chizik to eat donuts and latkes and to enjoy our Hanukkah. But sometimes we do need some chizik to remember that it's Hanukkah. It's a Yom Tov. We go about our daily lives over Hanukkah. We go to work over Hanukkah. Our, for the most part, some of our lives could look identical to every other day of the year. It's a, it's a day which is, which is Midrabanan. There's no Isra Malacha on Hanukkah, besides, the, you know, for the time when the candles have to be lit. But even then, it's only for some people. So it's Kedai for us to realize that although there are no Halachas, which are, we are required to do over, over Hanukkah, but ultimately, the bottom line is, if it's a Yom Tov, which is Medivir Sofrim, it's the first day of Hanukkah, we have an opportunity to be able to be Mechazek. Whatever way it could be Mechazek, learning over Yom Tif, or whatever it is, there's, there's an opportunity for us to be able to be mechazek, which is the Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day.